0: All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Empire State Conservatives Podcast. I am your host, filling in for Evan, it'll soon be my show, Gabriel Montalvo, episode 179, with a conservative Latina, also known as Emma Jimenez. She is the firebrand of a conservative uh, Hispanic uh, Trump supporter, leader of, I'd say, a pretty pretty strong movement, inspiration to a lot of people, such as myself, uh, and also the creator of a new... Uh, digital media news site called Red Liberty Media, which one of her best uh, writers, actually, you can find, uh, named Gabriel E. Montalvo, is a writer <laughs> there. So, Emma, thanks so much for coming on the show. Uh, please, uh, let's get into what's been happening, uh, and uh, let's talk about uh, the censorship of of our conservatives. I know that, that was something that has been very uh, big on your uh, on your agenda recently.
1: Yeah. I think uh, we're all experiencing censorship on big tech right now. I mean where uh, censorship uh, where conservative voices are constantly being shadow banned, where conservative accounts are being flagged, um, you know, t- their content is being uh, taken down, uh, their accounts you know their accounts are being deleted at a very alarming rate. And really, this happened before uh, Biden was uh, sworn into office. So and it's only gotten worse from here. But sadly, unfortunately, and and I don't know how familiar you are with Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act of 1996, um, it allows these uh, big tech giants, uh, such as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, to do what they're doing right now, which is, you know, if they see something uh, that they may deem goes against their so-called community standards, uh, they'll take it down. They'll flag it or they'll terminate your account and they can get away with it because they have this legal shield of protection that allows them to get away with it. So, um, for those of you that don't know about section Two Thirty, uh, definitely, uh, you know, look it up and, uh, educate yourself on it a little more.
0: I know, certainly. I mean, how many times have your posts been deleted or how many times have have your account actually been, uh, threatened to be taken down or deleted?
1: several times I mean more than I can I lost count to be honest it's mm-hmm. gotten to the point where every day I'm waking up I'm like is this a day is this a day because they're constantly flagging me for something they're constantly telling me that I need to take something down that it goes against their community standards which they won't go into detail exactly what I violated. it mm-hmm. uh, you know, and it's not just me that it's happening. It's happening to a lot of uh, conservatives. And what's funny is a lot of liberals are celebrating this, but wait till it happens to them. They won't be so happy when it actually happens to them. So uh, I know they don't like censorship. And, and I'll tell you this right now, because a lot of the liberals leftists is uh, that come onto my page. Uh, they love to stir the pot. They love to attack me. So I give them a taste of their own medicine. I ban them. I block them. So what do they do? They create two to three, four, five different accounts to continue to troll my page. The mm. thing is leftists don't really have much of a life other than to continuously harass Trump supporters, harass and, 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 and terrify uh, conservatives. Mm. So it, again, you know, they, they don't like it when it's done to them, but they're applauding that it's happening to us at a very alarming level.
0: Right. I mean, I've had this uh, guy who I had I've been at odds with him for a while now on social media and I would say he was my number one fan because he hated me that much. And I said, you know what? I came to a point where I said, I just this was after the events of January 6th. I said I'm blocking him on Twitter. And then he goes to my Instagram and is like, How dare you? How could you you think this is so fun? So I now did something kind of fun. I restricted his account on Instagram. So he thinks that he's commenting a bunch of stuff, and it's really just not going anywhere. So it's kind of it's it's funny for me to see because he got upset when it happened to him, but it's not. But it's okay when it happens to people that he doesn't like. It's just a bunch of pointing fingers, and it's a very childish mentality that we're seeing here. But it's when, as we've mentioned on the show before, when it gets to leaders, um, you know, like the president of the United States, uh, to world leaders. That's how you know that nobody's really untouchable. Who controls the power? Who controls the direct contact to people? Is it Jack Dorsey or is it people that were actually elected?
1: Right now, these big tech monopolies, they have they have more power than the government when it comes to our our freedom of speech. So, a constitutionally protected freedom of speech does not exist in the world of social media. You can't say whatever you want. They it, it's I find it very hypocritical of them to say, well, if you don't like it, then just leave, create your own platform. Well, we did that with, Mm -hmm. with Parler. And what happened? They, they, they did everything to take that, that app down and they were successful. They were successful. All right. And and now they're wanting us out of, gone out of Facebook, gone from Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. They want, they want an echo, echo, echo chamber. Echo chamber, yeah. Mm -hmm. English isn't my first language also, sorry, Uh, but, um, they, they, that's what they want. They, they're not about diversity. It, they're not. They, they claim they're all about diversity, but when it comes to diversity of ideas, that's unacceptable. You can't mm-hmm. have that. You can't have that in, in their world. You can't mm-hmm. disrupt their worldview. That's not a, like people like us. We are conservative Latinos, and what do they say? You're an oxymoron. You want to be white. Oh, I'm sorry that I carry myself, you know, uh, that I have, uh, that I value myself enough to get an education, not rely on the government, wanting to support the, you know, wanting it, being in favor of the nuclear family, you know, wanting to uh, get married and have a family. You know, I'm sorry. You know, I- I'm sorry that that all of that makes me the bad guy.
0: Hmm. I remember the first time that you actually came on the show, you were on a panel uh, for our episode titled The Culture War. Um, Mm -hmm. And I remember just speaking about the culture, Hispanic culture, minority culture as a whole, and how it is really just a cultural um, problem within our, let's say, even within our own homes at times. Um, And the reason why I'm bringing this up again uh, is just to highlight how that fight and that narrative still um, hasn't changed and how that fight still needs to be there to try and serve as positive voices within our own communities. And you know, actually highlighting that and forcing that uh, to be to be shown. And I think now what's happening, and you and I spoke about this briefly, uh, what a scary thing that's happening is now it's the council culture is everywhere. Mm-hmm. and I think this is very um, not only is it a, a bit difficult for all of us who, who knew him, and what you' t- but it ties in a lot with what you just said with the not having a difference of opinion not allowed, the walkaway movement on Facebook was deleted. Over 500,000 testimonies I was on there, uh, that was deleted of people, uh, I'd say largely minority-based to one uh, degree or another, whether it be orientation, whether it be religious uh, identity um, or actual race. That was gone. That was taken from Facebook. Uh, And then now, as of Monday, as of, let's see, as of January 25th, Brandon Strzok uh, has been arrested yeah. uh, by the FBI in Omaha. And I know that you wrote a pretty uh, great article um, on it, on Red Liberty Media. So if you can give the folks at home a, a rundown of actually what happened.
1: Well, his, init- his initial appearance uh, was actually today. Uh, yeah, today's January 26th, like you said. So it was uh, today. He's currently in federal custody as far as I know. Um, but getting back to what you said um, you know, a, a few days after the storming of the Capitol, uh, Facebook had banned the, the walkaway movement, it had, the walkaway campaign. There were thousands upon thousands of testimonials uh, of people that had left the Democrat, plan- you know, the, the Democrat party, a uh, Democrat plantation, whatever you wanna call it. And were sharing their stories on, on, you know, hey, like I can no longer support the Democrat party because of this and that reason. Well, his page was taken down like in less than 24 hours. Thousands of testimonials were, were just erased. Um, so Brandon uh, Strop, um, who is the founder of the Walkaway Movement, he was recently arrested because they're saying that he was he had a connection with the the Capitol riot that happened in January six. It was a family member that had turned him in. Um, I'm not. They don't release the name of the family member, but uh, they're saying that a video that the family member provided, and the video can be found on YouTube. By the way. Um, says that Brandon was pretty much at the Capitol, even though he didn't, he, clearly in the video, you can see that he's documenting everything. He's videotaping everything around him. Um, and I, we never see him actually entering the Capitol, but yet they're charging him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the article and the video and the court documents um, can be found on my website, uh, www.redlibertymedia.com. So I break down the the courts, the court uh, document for you guys. Um, I also provide you again with the video, and um, I let you just you know I want you you know those listening in to just look at the video. But to me, you know I I don't I, I don't see a reason why they're charging him to begin with, or why he was even arrested. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's nothing substantial there that, that I saw in the video.
0: Yeah. Right. And and I say that this is hard for us because we were actually a part of the first ever Hispanic American uh, walk away uh, campaign town hall. And that was uh, certainly a great experience. That's where I met you and I met Anna and Linda and, and Anthony, all all the great people that work in the team and the panelists. And um, for me, it, this came as, as a shock. I, I was literally like eating uh, dinner. Um, and right after I open up uh, my phone, check for updates, and I see that I see the court document, uh, mm-hmm. or actually a, a press statement from the uh, from the FBI in Omaha, uh, and it's just a very very sad um, very sad time. And reading through the court documents, reading through the information, for example, that you wrote, uh, it seems like this is going to be something that's a kangaroo court. Recently, Tom Sullivan from Insurgents USA was actually. Uh, charged on very similar uh very similar to how brandon's currently being charged now Mm -hmm. he is apparently not a part of the blm uh organization he's not part of black lives matter but he was a sympathizer for them uh he claims he's not antifa and uh the black lives matter has have not claimed him they've also disowned him they say that he has nothing to do with us uh back in his state chapters so the difference is and why i'm bringing this up is because tom solomon was actually in the building. Tom yeah. made it inside the Capitol building, yeah. um, and Brandon never did. At least yeah. with the evidence that's currently being provided by the to the FBI and by the yeah. FBI to the courts, the he video. Never... Is... Yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the yeah. video shows Brandon uh, getting saying that he got uh, like sprayed or gassed with maybe yeah. tear gas, pepper spray, some sort of um, yeah, some sort of just deterrent. Uh, I don't think he ever made it inside. They're claiming that he allegedly can be heard saying, "Take." Taken away from, take it from the shield.
1: And, his voice has not been confirmed. That that's the mm-hmm. thing. You, you're not seeing him. You know that that's that. There's the issue. You know mm-hmm. you're you're not seeing him. And and again, the the court documents say he didn't seem to have entered the Capitol building mm-hmm. at all. It just looks like he's documenting. Again, the court documents are available online. You you can find them. You know, people need to, to just. It's very scary times. And what's very different from Strzok and Sullivan is that Sullivan got airtime. He was, he got a lot, of, he even was uh, invited by several mainstream news media outlets
0: mm-hmm.
1: to, to, to hear his side of the story.
0: Mm-hmm. He was invited to speak to Rolling Stone magazine. He was talking about how he needed to blend in with Trump supporters when you yeah. can hear him say you know, let us through, let us through to police officers. You can hear him say, and I'll, I'll, you know, rephrase my words here, but, you know, this crap is ours, we did this-ish, all this stuff, Uh, and that's not, that's not, um, oh, I'm blending in. If I were to blend in with somewhere like BLM, I'll say, you know, I'll chant Black Lives Matter or something like that, but I'm not going to say, hey, let's go get that guy. Hey, let's storm this area. He was saying those things out of his own militia. He made it inside the Capitol. I think he was with a CNN, um, not representative, but someone who worked there, some sort of—he—he he was right there with some sort of uh, yeah, media was, agent.
1: Would say white woman. I, I think mm-hmm. she was blonde, but uh, mm-hmm. it was—it was caught on on video.
0: Yeah, and then she was like, "Oh, you're you're not recording, right?" And that's the thing. He's—he was released. He's released uh, from from that. And the difference is, is that this happened, uh, but while well, both cases happened literally overnight, they're just I don't know, or jailed. People mm-hmm. knew about Tom Sullivan. Um, people weren't really talking about Brandon being there because he wasn't inside. And people want to act as if everyone who was actually in the Capitol building was a horrible terrorist insurrectionist that needs to be basically hung from the rafters. That's what they're acting like. But what really happens is this. Sullivan made it inside. Brandon never did. But but if all the people are truly these horrible, you know, negative uh, influences on our republic, as they like to say, our democracy, yeah. So why isn't Tom Sullivan being charged?
1: But who controls these institutions, Gabriel? Mm-hmm. Not us, not the right. It's the left. It's always been the left that controls these in- institutions. That's why they're they're able to the paint the good guy like the bad guy and the bad guy like the good guy. They have mm-hmm. that much power over, over the masses. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're talking about them creating... The, you know their 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 own you know like their own uh narrative here you know their own stories they're 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 doing they're, they're not they're known for doing this and it's only going to get worse from here so, so if they really were so shocked about what happened at the capitol on january 6th on the storming of the capitol okay and they're uh, basically uh, generalizing all Trump supporters for the actions of a few. Okay, when are you going c- to condemn what happened in Portland?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: L- literally last week, this past weekend, this past weekend. We haven't heard from the president at all. He's, does he still think Antifa is an idea? <laughs> I mean, wh- where, where is he? He didn't say anything. If you remember during inauguration, uh Back when uh, uh, Trump was inauguri- uh, inauguri- inaugurated, inaugurated, inaugurated. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, I, I mean, what did they do?
0: What right. do? they It's all on They, just, they destroyed uh, DC.
1: Exactly. They destroyed DC. And what happened? No, no, no. Mainstream news media. Now, nobody on the left condemned it.
0: Right. Again. If anything, they pushed for it.
1: Yeah, they push for it. What happened uh, in the summer of love when Black Lives Matter was uh, losing their losing their cool? You know, you had Ka- Kamala Harris, you had politicians, you had Hollywood saying, "Oh, we'll pay for their bail." Mm-hmm. So they're, they're protesting. Yeah, uh, uh, burning your city to the ground, uh, stealing Nike Nike shoes, Nike. is it Nike Nike shoes. What? look que yeah. Yo no sé, sé. Nike, Nike, whatever, those Nike shoes, a plasma TV, that's not, that's not protesting, that's not fighting for equality, that's just you having a sense of entitlement, and the thing is, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, they'll continue doing what they're doing right now because no one has hold has held them, has has made them face the consequences of their actions, Not Mm -hmm. not even our politicians, our politicians try to justify it.
0: Yeah, no, that, that's certainly true. And if people think that this is going to change under the Biden administration, if people think that, oh, well, we'll see them toned down, we'll see them, you know, they'll change, it won't be so bad. I got to say, that's a pipe dream. Think about it. If it didn't happen under Trump, who was considered a law and order president for our side and for the left, he was a fascist uh, dictator with an iron fist. Do you really think that sleepy Uncle Joe Biden is really going to be the one to say stop it. And for for frame of reference here, what was mentioned of what, what was happening um that, that I was referring to with Antifa is that they smashed uh the Democratic headquarters. Uh and they they said that they were no longer governable and uh, that they don't that it's not enough. And even Black Lives Matter says that they felt like they were used and uh, that they're feeling that the um that the Demo- Democratic Democratic Party is kind of sus. And I said Sure, these are kind of fun little moments of irony right now, but how about we talk about the fact that, again, we've allowed ourselves, of, of members of the minority community, that on the left, that allowed themselves to be a vehicle for the Democrats. They were a vehicle for Democrats uh, through and through, uh, people that, you know, if you know your history, you realize that. Um, they wanted to, southern uh, slave owners who were largely Democrats, wanted to actually count slaves as uh, votes to increase their representation in the House of Representatives. But what happens? Republicans say, well, if you're not going to give them rights and you're not going to, if you're going to treat people like property versus actually making them American citizens and people that can be counted and whatnot, then that's not how it works here. So ever since then, it was, it's been this struggle between, um, you know, how to you know, how the Democrats want to use uh, minorities versus the actuality of things, of how Republicans have been trying to fight for uh, fight for the minority. And I know that not everyone's satisfied with the Republican Party right now. Uh, and I understand that people want to break off into a Patriot Party or whatnot. And I think the only way for something of like that to, ha- to be effective is if the Patriot Party is to the Republican Party like what the Democratic Socialists of America are to the Democratic Party. Because if you think about it, People can run as a socialist, they're not going to run very far, but they can get endorsed by the Democratic Socialists of America as a Democrat, get bankrolled by them, get a whole bunch of support, and potentially win an election. If the Patriots Party is able to crowdfund that much and actually make sure that the right candidates for the Republican Party to reform it and to shift it get into get into the primaries and potentially win an election that could be huge for the maga movement i mean that's why emma and i are still here for those of you who are going to be listening to the audio of this are still i'm wearing my america first hat emma's wearing her make america great again hat and we're looking great rocking it matches are, it can, it's good with our complexion or skin tone here uh but not only that but because we believe in something we're not brainwashed remember emma they told us trump supporters are cultists it's horrible but the inauguration Trump is the, be- uh, sorry, Biden is the better angel president. Biden is, uh, it's like he was giving a sermon that he was a, a religious leader. I mean, I know there were some far out Republicans, but come on, Democrats, you guys don't believe in God. And now uh, now uh, Biden's become the second coming of Christ, the Messiah.
1: Yeah. You know what? It, I don't know if anyone's been paying attention to CNN, probably not, not conservatives, but <laughs> I've you mean how the mainstream news media is... It's putting him out there, like he, like you said, like he's some type of messiah. Like there's been no negative coverage whatsoever, no negative coverage on, on uh, Biden at all, but tons on Trump. Oh, he's a white supremacist. All oh, his supporters are white supremacists. If they're uh, minorities, then they're uh, what what is it, multiracial white supremacists? I, they've come out, come up with new words for us. And and, and here's the thing. Democrats want to continue to keep us keep us ignorant, and our people has have been very successful in helping Democrats keep people like us ignorant. And let me tell you what I mean by that. In our community, and you know that I'm I'm originally from New Jersey. All right, I lived in Newark, New Jersey, which is not a very good area. All right, um, but you know, being Latino, <laughs> if you got good grades, you want to be white. You want to be white so bad. You speak proper English. Why do you want to be white? Oh, you believe in uh, not having sex before marriage. That's a white thing to do. You want to go to college and become something. That's a white thing to do. Every, every why is it that we think so little of ourselves? Mm-hmm. Why is that? We put ourselves down because it's our own community. It's always in our own community. Same with the black community. Okay, why is it that? You know, like if I want to be a better version of myself, why is that considered a white trait? You know, a, a white, the white thing to do. So in doing that, they keep us ignorant. We don't educate ourselves. We don't want to educate ourselves because that's something that white people do apparently. So we, we don't know our history. We hmm. don't know our history that it's really been Republicans that have been against slavery. That's, it's been Democrats that have been about all about keeping the slaves mm-hmm. that, that uh, Democrat policies have failed us. they they don't they don't know anything about history. If they knew something about history, if these pe- if our people people in general knew anything about history if, if they actually took the time to read a book, they would know that dictators like Trump, a quote Trump, okay, mm-hmm. can't be voted out of office right. The fact that I saw on my social media Americans, Americans saying we voted that dictator out of office, I was like, "Are you kidding me? Do they really think that's that you can vote a dictator out of office? That's not how it works."
0: Yeah, no, it, it's not how it works whatsoever. And here's here's what happened: you put people uh, into poverty stricken areas Mm -hmm. and you tell them that it's not their fault, that it's somebody else's fault. And you send them to the school with people that went through your government program in the first place. And you discourage people from actually trying to go into the better district schools. Mm -hmm. You you discourage people from trying to make enough money to not only support themselves, but maybe send your child to a charter school or to a public school to have options. You remove that freedom of choice. You remove that idea of, Mm -hmm. uh, of self, um, of self-serving, yourself, of being able to pull yourself up by your bootstraps, and I know that's a, that's been a, a retired phrase now uh, ever since AOC said, it's physically impossible to do so, and you shouldn't say it, but at the same time, there should be no reason, there should be no sort of victim mentality. The biggest obstacle mm-hmm. that people face in the minority community is believing that it's somebody else's fault. Yeah. I, I thought that way too. I was a Democrat. I had a walkaway away moment. Um, I was the guy, I was the, someone that championed the ideas of socialism. I was somebody who wanted the handout. I was somebody who understood how these people felt. And it wasn't necessarily because I, I wanted radical reform. I don't think I would have ever joined Antifa. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't think I got to that level mm-hmm. or whatever. But I was sold on a lie, and I thought that people were just evil for what they had rather than saying, guess what? I should be able to find a way to make it on my own. I should find different avenues of approach and help. I joined the military on account of that, and I'm proud that I've done it. I'm proud that I'm able to move forward and to say that, and proudly say that I serve my country. And I do it, you know, no matter who's in office, and I do it because I support the country over everything else. And it allows me; it it benefits me. Studies show that uh, that you're able to move up one, uh, you know, couple of socioeconomic levels if you join the military if you come from a poverty area. So that's why, according contrary to democratic. Sociologists when they say, oh, well, military recruiters just go to the stupid places uh, where like, poverty stricken minority areas, it, you know, for parentheses on that statement. They'll go to those areas and they'll get people just to, you know, meat bags just so they can get shot at. And like, you realize how many different jobs? The army alone has 190 jobs that you can potentially be qualified for and that you can learn and learn vocational technical skills. But that's that's wrong. You have to go to college. Obama's biggest push was for college. Uh, back during his administration, he needed everyone to go to college. And he even released um, a was was a, a commercial where it was a little girl. And it said, under President Obama, I, I forgot her name, so I'll we'll call her Stephanie. Under President Obama, Stephanie went to, pro, uh, to public school. Under President Obama, she went to high school. Under President Obama, she went what? to college. Where were the parents? Where was the family? It's right there. BLM has the same thing. And they're aligned with the Democratic Party, even though that, now they're regretting it. Where they say that the children need to be raised by the community now let me tell you something the community that we were put in in the first place and not allowed to leave through our not only through our own lack of motivation but for their rhetoric that whole community you can't leave it it's not meant for you to leave until you change your way of thinking so all of that culmination it's like oh well now we're here to help emma and i think you can agree with me on this after 47 years Biden wants to help out the minority. Biden wants to help people. He's for the people.
1: Yeah. yeah it, it, sorry, no, I'm not convinced. I mean, why? Why now? Why you're, he's a former segregationist whose administration put our own people, by the way, that, that built the, the cages that held many immigrant children. You know that they kept blaming Trump for, even though you can easily find the pictures on the internet. You can e- easily go to Snopes and it will be de- debunked. The Trump administration, but rather the Obama Biden administration, the same administration that deported what three times more illegal immigrants than you know under the, than the Trump administration, the, the same administration that screwed Dreamers over, that, us Dreamers, DACA recipients. Keep in mind that it was the Trump administration that offered Dreamers a pathway to citizenship, mm-hmm. not not the Obama Biden administration, and now. What uh, Biden is wanting to do is give a pathway to citizenship to 11 million illegal immigrants. Mm -hmm. Our country is currently struggling because of this whole COVID-19, the the, the state lockdowns. We've had over 100,000 American businesses uh, permanently have shut down. But he's wanting to bring in other people from foreign countries, more people from foreign countries, legalize 11 million illegal immigrants. I mean, he's not... He's not for the people. I'm sorry. I mean, look at what he did on his first 72 hours in office. You know, in his first 72 hours of office, he signed all of these executive orders. One of them, the the, key, the Keystone Pipeline, that cost what? Uh, more than I don't can't remember the number here. Approximately
0: forty. Uh, sorry, approximately seventy thousand jobs.
1: Okay, in in less than 72 hours, and not just that, but he completely halted the construction of the border wall. So that more people are going uh, that were working. Um, with the um co- constructing the wall, are going to be jobless, and, and what's what's who's going to benefit from these weak, weak borders? Who's going to benefit the most? Sex traffickers, drug smugglers. So, yeah, we, we definitely need that in our country right now, Biden. We mm. definitely do. Well, we don't have our own shit going on right now, but yeah, <laughs> keep on adding. Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, right? Chris, no,
0: no, it's fine, it's fine. Uh, we're all adults <laughs> um no, but I, I completely agree with you. I mean, think about the, the implication. Uh, people say that Trump didn't respect women just because he said something that I personally don't agree with. Uh, back privately, you know, you gotta grab him by the. That's it. I'll leave it there. You know, the, you know and the quote.
1: Apologized uh, on several mainstream news outlets, and you know what? I'm gonna say this right now as a woman. We've said a lot worse. <laughs> <laughs> I've said well, a lot worse with other women behind closed doors. That if my preacher heard me he would tell me I'm going straight to hell.
0: Well, at least someone's here to admit it. No, but on, all honesty. I'll, I'll
1: admit it right now. I have not said about men. I have spoken very inappropriately about men with other women and they have two with me. So, but this was behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. So if they were filming me and it came out two to five years later, you know what, I'm going to admit it. I'm going to apologize, but I'm also gonna say, I thought I was, you know, with my, my girlfriends. And,
0: right. You know, but, was- but the thing is, is that Trump actually took very harsh actions against these sex traffickers, against these human traffickers. He That was a very big thing that, again, wasn't highlighted by the media. It was just replay that tape. Now, but here's, and this is why I guess we're we're shifting a little bit from uh, bashing Biden so much, like we did in the last episode, um, to actually talking about um, what President Trump has done. And that's because... He recently as of yesterday as of also on the 25th said that he is now creating the office of the the office of the former president of the United States Donald Trump that is his own office my lord and that's not gonna okay and then now for reference this isn't him going to declare himself a secondary president this isn't him saying that oh well I'm gonna just say whatever Biden says I'm gonna con- uh, you know sign my own executive orders no 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 it's it's completely different it's him literally just saying Hey, whatever media, whatever you know, quotes and stuff like that that has to be put out, my administration will be the – well, I, I guess I don't even know how you could call that. Administration, I guess. Yeah, right? My my people, my team will be the ones to actually provide that information for you straight from the horse's mouth. He's using the media instead, of, as opposed to social media, and he's playing on Biden, what Biden did to him with the office of the president-elect. Yeah. So I'm very interested to see how that goes. What do you think?
1: I think it's awesome. I love his level of pettiness. <laughs> I mean, would, would, would you call it pettiness? I don't know. I mean, hey, if, uh, Joe Biden created his own presidential elect office. Why, why can't Trump create his own, uh, what do you call it? Office of former president. So why can't he do that? You know, it's a free country. Still, <laughs> for the most it's still still a free country.
0: <laughs> right. I mean, this is a man that said that he was going to take a couple of days off you know when he you know i'm going to take a little time off you know we'll see each other soon and when he said we'll see each other soon all the q people are like oh my god the mass arrest the blackout the this the war is coming this like they were freaking out and i was like i don't think so i did i never would have thought they would have come back in this sort of manner though and i wouldn't necessarily call it petty i'm pretty sure the president's a little petty he's a little bit sour grapes about it but i call it like a next level trolling that yeah, I he's- have- you know just to say guess what now attention will still be on me because this is i can imagine this way biden goes up and says something and then trump right afterwards says everything that biden said was wrong it was a fraudulent election everyone knows that i won it and by you the know. way yeah you know, sleepy joe he's still at it america this is what you vote and this i feel i like can actually help him in running for in 2024 People always wanted the Trump News Network. People wanted the Patriots Party, and this is, I think, the president's way of kind of bringing it both while still being a major player in the GOP.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, more power to him. You know, I, I still, I miss him. I'll tell you that. I miss his tweets. Uh, Biden's no fun.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: no. I mean, heck, he, he doesn't even know what he's doing. There was not too long ago a, a video of him, you know, signing signing these executive orders. And he's like, oh, what 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 am I what am I signing here? Oh, let me just sign it anyways. <laughs> Dude, really? really? It's,
0: it's sad that Bernie Sanders sitting down on a bench has gotten more media coverage yeah. than than the president of the United States.
1: Bruh, he looked pissed. <laughs> I would prefer Bernie Sanders than Joe Biden. To be honest.
0: I mean, it will certainly have made a lot more headlines. But now I look, you know, I'm now watching, you know, a lot of the press conferences and I'm looking at the updates of stuff that's being put out there. There's nothing like before, you know, you would hear the president speak. And I know the president's great at speaking. I'm sorry. Former President Trump is great at speaking. This current one, not so much. But former President Trump was a great uh present uh presenter he was able to very convey a message and he was able to go toe for toe punch for punch with the media but guess what the media would actually try and stick it to him try and put him in a position where he can no longer answer a question try and make him seem like the bad guy and then now with biden it's like oh what's your favorite ice cream literally and he tweets and he tweets out i can confirm it's chocolate chip
1: yeah You know, what's crazy on his first, his first executive order, correct me if I'm wrong. He mandated masks on all federal prop, one of them being on all federal property on the day. Okay. After he was sworn in, he went to the Lincoln Memorial, which is federal property without a mask. It doesn't stop there. His whole family joined him for a photo op at the Lincoln Memorial, and they were seen without a mask and not social distancing. What did the media, what did uh, his secretary, I can't remember her name, cause she's brand new, uh, the redhead, she looks like a, a rag doll, sorry, like one of those rag dolls with the red hair. Anyways, uh, a news reporter asked her, she's the new press secretary, okay, I believe. And they asked her, you know, hey, why wasn't he wearing a mask when he signed an executive order mandating face masks for the next, you know, calling it the 100-day mask challenge? And she right. was, her response was, her reply was, well, he was celebrating. Oh, yeah. Bigger issues to worry about. Wow. Imagine if that was Trump.
0: Oh, yeah. No, it was. No one would ever have said, for starters is that...
1: It, what's hilarious is my liberal friends, because yes, I do have liberal friends. Some of them are I do converse with, okay? They have actually justified Biden not wearing a mask. And it's like, I guarantee you, if that was Trump, and he had signed that executive order, and he was, had gone to a federal property without a mask, you'd be losing it right now.
0: Oh, certainly. That would have been the oh. biggest, biggest yeah. thing. And for reference, our current U.S. press secretary is Jen Psaki. Exactly. Psaki. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. I mean, I don't know. It's it's easier to pronounce than Kelly McAllen. I called
1: her raggedy doll.
0: Are you though? That's the biggest I question.
1: I said I called her a raggedy doll. I'm sorry. I should <laughs> be more mature than that. There I, we go. I, should, I apologize for calling the, the new press secretary a a raggedy doll.
0: There we go. You see, and that you see Republicans I, were able to
1: I took responsibility.
0: <laughs> that's all that's all it's about. Now I guess uh, the final thing that I really want to uh, to touch up on here is why you started Red Liberty Media. And from there, we'll just wrap up the show. Uh, so please tell us why you started Red Liberty Media. I think this is a very important message. When you told me that you are starting this, I thought it was super important and a great idea.
1: Well, you are also uh, part of the Red Li- Liberty Media team. Um, so we are independent journalists. Uh, we're not controlled by special interests. We are, you know, we, uh, our, our funding comes from our readers. Um, we just launched um, we are interested in the truth and nothing but the truth. We're not Republicans, we're not Democrats. We are conservatives, we're constitutional journalists. We believe in conserving, conserving, conserving the values of the U.S. Constitution, our founding fathers and declaration of independence. We're pro-individual rights, pro small government and pro-capitalism. So uh, Red Liberty Media is dedicated to educating the, the general public in regards to issues that are happening today and, you know, providing uh, political commentary with historical context in a lot of our articles, um, because I feel like a lot of people don't realize that history does tend to repeat itself, which we're currently uh, seeing right now uh, with uh, big tech censorship. Keep in mind that the Nazis, the socialists and communists were all about censorship. Uh, they took control and power of the press to be able to suppress opposing vo- voices. Uh, that's happening right now. So. Um, yeah, that, that's pretty much what Red Liberty Media is. We are an in, uh, independent news source. And um, I, I have amazing writers, you being one of them. Um, so definitely check us out. Uh, we don't receive funding from like the RNHA, the, uh, the, yeah, the uh, RNC, sorry, RNC, the, the DNC. We, we don't receive funding from anyone other than our readers. Uh, so definitely check us out. Go to www.redlibertymedia.com.
0: Awesome. And if you guys are happy and excited about everything that we spoke about here, you'll have a chance to meet Emma Jimenez, the conservative Latina, the famous conservative Latina. Uh, when? When will they be able to meet you? Friday. Yeah, there we go. Friday. Mm-hmm. If you go to uh, nyyrc.com, we'll have information as well as any of our social media with the New York Young Republicans Club, who is, we're hosting this event. Uh, we will be hosting it at a Undisclosed location, so don't worry. And if can't find us. They couldn't find us until after the gala when Governor Murphy chased us. They will never find us after that because we're just too cool for that. We you know we 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 have our ducks in a row. But Emma was uh, one of our speakers before at our Hispanic Heritage uh, Celebration, and she's coming back for round two to take on uh, to take on uh, the Northeast and to really just uh, stick it to Democrats and say, Guess what? We're here. So please check out uh, NYYRC uh, on all major social media platforms uh to get your tickets and go to inventbrite to purchase them there uh and also uh, emma please plug in your social media handles and where they can find you
1: you can find i am still on instagram but my days you know they're numbered uh you can find me um under the handle conservative underscore latina 45. you can find me on facebook the conservative latina you can find me on telegram the conservative latina all um The link to my Telegram channel is on the link on my bio on my uh, Instagram page. Um, I'm also on Gab. Is it Gab? Is called Gab? Okay, Gab. Yeah, I'm not too crazy about it, but uh, I like Telegram. There's not a lot. There's really no censorship there. So uh, yeah, um, I'm gonna keep fighting this, and I'm gonna keep fighting this with you. You know, like uh, the more they try to silence us, the more uh, the more vocal I, I want to become.
0: No, no, certainly. And if you are not uh, seeing this on uh, media, on video media, which you can catch every Tuesday and Thursday at uh, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, uh, I highly recommend it. Have a good time here. Uh, please uh, follow us on all social media platforms at Empire State Conservatives on Facebook, underscore, at Empire State, Conserv- Empire State Cons, on Twitter, at Empire State Conservatives, um, and on Parlor. At Empire State Conservatives. And I have been your host, Gabriel Montalvo. You can find me at the Baron Montalvo uh, on Parlor, on Facebook, Baron.Montalvo, B A R O N.Montalvo on Instagram. And, whew, I don't know how Evan does this, Baron underscore Montalvo on Twitter. Uh, and for that, as Evan says, don't let fear take your freedom. Take care, everyone.